Hey, what's up, you spooky bitches? Welcome to another episode of Aaron the Bland Podcast with your favorite final boy. I am your host, Aaron, and today we will be diving into the movie review of The Autopsy of Jane Doe, released in 2016. Of course, if you haven't watched it, I always let everyone know to watch it prior to listening to me rant about it or review it. But if you are here just to listen to it and you don't necessarily want to watch it, at least I can give you the spiel of everything that happens in it. But I really do think that it is a movie that everyone should watch at least once. It is a hidden gem, I would say. And it's personally a movie that I haven't seen done before and like something that's not really similar to any other horror movies. But you have like the eeriness, you have the paranormal activity in it. But it's just it's creepy and it's not like there's so many jump scares necessarily. But I just think overall, like the atmosphere of it is very scary and I want to talk a little bit more about like the autopsy section, like why I personally wanted to watch it myself, but we'll talk about that once again to the review. Before that, I did want to wish everyone a happy new year. So everyone that has these goals and aspirations that they want to do for the new year, I really hope you guys stick to it. I really hope that you brought in the new year, whether it being with friends, family, your pets, whoever it was, I just really hope that it was a fun time and just relaxing. I mean, something that genuinely made you happy. So here's to hoping that 2024 is going to bring a lot of new endeavors for us and just let's manifest a lot of things. I mean, I think it's kind of silly to say, but sometimes I feel when you kind of manifest something, it truly does happen if you really like work towards it as well. So, hey, if it works and you can say like, I manifested that, then, you know, you probably did. So we'll just, we'll live through that. Another milestone that I'm going to reach this coming week actually is my birthday. So I will be halfway to 60 actually now. So on the 10th, that is going to be my 30th. And I'm just going to celebrate in Big Bear. I mean, just to have a little bit of fun. But I know one of my friends is going to also take me out for dinner. So I'm really excited for that. I'm just really excited for vacation, honestly. I just need a break from work, and I feel like I'm working a lot for some reason. It seems like nobody wants to work these days, but yet here I am, always fucking working. I think I need a break from just everything. So that's why I, I'm trying to do more things like this year, like whether it like even going out somewhere like an hour away. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out certain things to do. So Big Bear is going to be really exciting. And then I get to snowboard. I'm just really scared of snowboarding right now because one of my friends recently went and he hurt his shoulder and I am very frightened in regards to that for some reason. So once that happened, I, like beginning, I really was super excited for snowboarding. And then now that that happened, I'm a little nervous and Hopefully I could just like shake that off because I don't want to necessarily hurt myself. And that's just something that I don't want to do. And I, I can't be down. Like I'm going to, if I hurt myself, I'm not going to hit the gym and then I'm just going to become skinny. And I, no, that's just not my MO. And that's not what I want to do for the beginning of 2024. Like I need to start out strong. So let's try to be positive in regards to that. But another thing that I did want to say is that I'm going to answer some questions on here. So before the review, because I did ask on Instagram for everyone to like shoot me some questions and I was just going to pick some. So let's just answer the questions now. So for the first question is, would you rather be turned into a vampire, werewolf or ghost? I think that I would prefer to be turned into a ghost only because I think I will be in kind of limbo necessarily 
that I can still be in the real world and being able to see like people. So maybe that would be like the best thing. And hopefully I can scare some people. Maybe I'll just have like some ghost friends and then we can just kick it together and say like, hey, we should go scare these people today. And then let's just go do that. But then again, if you want to be like on a spiritual level necessarily, I don't know if as if it's going to be a waiting game for me and then see like where the fuck I'm going to go next. But I think ghosts would be the best route for me necessarily because I kind of overthink everything when it comes to like the vampire and werewolf one vampire specifically because i don't want to outlive my family and friends and like continuous like continue to live throughout the fucking years so i don't know if i would want that and i think i would want it to end at a certain point and i don't yeah so that was probably be like one thing uh the werewolf i don't know if i'd be able to control myself and i wouldn't want to put like my family or friends in harm's way. Like, let's say if I'm going to start to turn into a werewolf on a full moon and then I don't know what the fuck is going to happen and I can go ape shit and kill everyone and then wake up the next morning like, oh, shit, what did I do? So I think a ghost would be the best thing. I mean, no one has to necessarily worry about me and I can still play a little pranks and tricks if I really want to. So next question, someone asked me, what were my thoughts on Scream 7 being scrapped? So hear me out. Let's let's kind of um, unpack this a little bit. So when Scream 5 first came out, I wasn't necessarily excited as much for it because I didn't think that I didn't. I felt like it was going to be super overhyped. And I was of course, I still watched it, um, but I didn't really care for it as much. But I still had a good time watching it. And then Scream 6 came out, and I preferred that one a little more than Scream 5. I think if I revisit it, though, that I will actually enjoy them a little more. One of my main things was that I didn't really care for Sam's character in Scream 5 when they introduced her. And then when they put Billy's ghost into it, that kind of threw everything off for me. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm still going to watch it. But let's just get into Scream 7 necessarily. I was actually really excited for Scream 7. I wanted to know what was going to happen to our main characters this time for the new group, the core four. Personally, I really think that two out of the four should die. But who knows what would have happened now we don't even know what the fuck's gonna happen i'm really hoping that a different production company takes on stream 7 and then is able to bring in those main characters but again i'm not sure if that would really happen it is a little upsetting at the same time i feel like for a for a franchise it it has to end at a certain point and unfortunately i think this one met its demise so early and like just the way it happened really sucked because like once you're in like Hollywood or whatever and when you say your own opinions and then you can just it fucks everything for that person, unfortunately, because like if you don't agree with someone else and it just becomes this whole fucking thing and it's really annoying. I don't think that they should have like kicked um, Melissa Barrera off and I mean, fuck Spyglass for that. Hopefully they can just get like someone else would just grab scream seven like the rights to that and they'll be able to like make something much better but who knows i think they're probably gonna make something without the main characters and it might just be a different story and are people are gonna probably watch it still they probably will i mean not gonna lie i may just still watch it because i am a very curious individual and even if i think it's gonna be stupid i will still watch it because i need to know what happened would it be good probably not but 
I mean, only time can tell and we'll see what happens. But it is a little upsetting. I really hope that that situation never happened because someone spoke out on like whatever their views are. And I mean, it's just it's, it's fucked up. That's all I'm going to say on that on that note. All right. So the next question is, what is your stance on monogamy, open relationships and open marriages? So I am on the side of like, whatever makes you happy, makes you happy. And you shouldn't necessarily care what other people think. If you are in a, uh, in a monogamous, oh my God, I can't say the word monogamous. If you are in a monogamous relationship, like if you're traditional with that, then good for you. Like, hey, like you shouldn't worry about someone else like being in a relationship and they are open. I don't think that you should be saying like any like negative connotations towards them. But if you're in an open relationship and like that works for you guys, like I think you need to have a lot of communication, a lot of trust and just make sure that like I'm sure you would have boundaries and I wouldn't be like opposed to doing that as well. Just just you just have to be really comfortable with your partner and same with open marriage, I would say. I mean, I think marriage is a really big like set in stone thing and if it's not necessarily traditional then people are going to probably look at it in a negative light so if you are open to like just saying like yeah we're married and then we are open then okay that's cool i mean i personally wouldn't care about that i mean i'm not gonna say anything negative towards that i mean that's your life like if you're happy with that then you're happy with that so I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't mind monogamy, open relationship, open marriages, polygamy. I mean, whatever makes you happy. And if it works, it works. Don't worry about whatever what someone else is doing. Maybe they want to fuck someone else and they can't. So, hey, to each their own, you know, I'm going to do one more question and then we'll go on to the the review itself. So that one of them was what is my favorite horror movie death? I have so many fucking horror movie deaths. There's a lot to choose from, honestly. But the one that honestly always comes to my mind, and it's probably top five for me, is always going to be Aaron's death in Final Destination 3 when she is being impaled by the nail gun. I think that death is so fucking horrible. And she did not deserve to go out that way. Just like picturing like a nail gun like literally digging through your skull like all the way to the front of your face is just crazy to me and it's just embedded in my brain it lives in my head rent free and i think that it that is such a great horror movie death that if you haven't watched it or you don't even know about it then what the fuck are you doing go watch Final destination 3 there's a lot of great death scenes in that movie specifically i mean everyone thinks of the tanny bed scene but to me it's going to be aaron's death scene all right so let's jump into the autopsy of jane doe so before i start into it i do want to give you guys a really quick film synopsis it's just a little summary not giving you guys any spoiler alerts just yet i will of course let you know once that happens if you want to watch it prior to listening to me i would say watch it it is on shutter right now so if you have amazon prime and then you can get on shutter but i think you just rent it as well on amazon prime too if you really want to do that the autopsy of jane doe follows a father son coroner team tommy and austin who receive the body of an unidentified woman as they begin the autopsy they encounter odd occurrences that are unexplainable strange discoveries about the body lead to a night of terror as supernatural events unfold within their morgue revealing a malevolent force the duo must uncover the truth behind this mysterious corpse while trying to survive the haunting night this movie offers suspense supernatural elements and even eerie tensions which will definitely call for an unsettling horror experience 
experience. It is definitely a creepy movie. Um, when I watched it, I didn't think it was going to be such a great movie because of, it was straight to like Netflix. I think when I personally watched it when it came out, I was like, okay, I don't think it's going to be that great. And I was really shocked. I thought it was really good. It's only 87 minutes, so it's not that long of a movie. And what really intrigued me was because I actually wanted to become an autopsy assistant and like work my way into like forensic pathology. And I thought it would be such a great thing to do as a career path. I mean, even then, like right now till this day, like that is something I would like to do. But I, my career path has changed ever since I started working from home. And then I just love being remote. So I just want to do something where I can make a lot of money working remote. And it's just a preference of mine now. I was like really interested in the movie because of like just the background of what I wanted to go into. So I said, let's fucking watch this movie. And I was really happy about the movie, how it was. And I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen next. Like all the twists and turns that were going on. And I really didn't think like the ending as well was what was going to happen. So we'll jump into like all that as well. But on Rotten Tomatoes, they actually gave this for the critics an 86% and the audience score a 71%. I would definitely rate it an 8 out of 10 movie. I think it is a must watch for everyone to see. I would say if you're squeamish and you don't like horror and you are like, I shouldn't, I don't really do like blood and guts that well. This one is probably not going to be for you guys because it's literally as if you're watching an autopsy happen and they're like taking out all the organs and they're just like opening stuff up. You might get really squeamish and it is pretty bloody as well. So I would probably say not watch it if you don't want to see like the inside of a human body. I mean, it's fake, but still, I mean, it looks pretty realistic. I mean, I thought it was great. So Again, that's just that's me because I'm fucking crazy and I should probably be locked up in a psych ward. But hey, that hasn't happened yet. But let's just jump right into the, the review itself. So let me just give you guys a full synopsis of what's happening in the scenes. And then I will jump into like what I thought was something that like came out to me the most. So to start the movie off, we actually are going into a crime scene and there is literally blood everywhere. And there is people just fucking dead on the floor. There's just an old couple that have passed away. And then also looks like a cop, I want to say, that was also dead on the ground. They were basically trying to figure out like, what the hell happened there? Was it a murder? Was it a murder-suicide? Did someone break in? And the detectives there, they were saying it didn't appear as if people were trying to break into the house. It looks like they were trying to get out of the house itself, but they were not really sure why that was happening. And then in the basement, they actually do find another body that is buried beneath like the, the dirt and it happens to be a Jane Doe. So no one knows who that is, but it looks like she's been there for a little bit. And she is being transported over to the corners of the Tilden residence, necessarily. So the Tildens, which um, consist of Tommy and Austin, they are the father and son coroner duo. And they own their own family-owned morgue in a small town. So once that happens, the sheriff insists on immediate autopsy to determine the cause of death before morning. Because the news people are coming and they just want to verify like, what the hell happened there. And he really can't give much information because there's also a Jane Doe there and they need to know a cause of death for her as well. But it's just very puzzling and they don't know why the hell she's there in the first place. 
So as the Tildens begin the autopsy, they're basically just like doing just the random things, you know, it's just like, okay, we're trying to see like, is there anything outside of her body that looks like, like what could have been the cause of death? So they're looking at her exterior body. So they're, they notice that like her waist is very like fit, like it doesn't necessarily fit her body. And they're kind of justifying it as if she wore a corset, even though like corsets are played out like quite some time ago. So they're like, okay, that's a little odd. And then they also see that her eyes are like just like gray silver. And then the the forensic pathologist, he's like, well, that shouldn't necessarily be that way, but I've seen it before, but it's very rare. And so kind of just like figuring out like, okay, it's not that odd. But it just starts to like dwindle down, like they start to encounter like puzzling anomalies. And despite an absence of external trauma, the women's internal injuries are in Congress. So they have broken bones, they have internal burns and a preserved internal cavity contradicting her seemingly pristine exterior. As they delve deeper, strange occurrences start to unfold within the morgue. So it starts to like become stormy weather outside. There's a lot of power failures. And even like the radio starts to like churn on its own. Like it goes into different radio stations. And it's kind of as if like there's just like paranormal activity happening around. And we're like, well, what the fuck's going on? And it really starts to happen when the father coroner is actually about to dissect the Jane Doe. So that's when everything starts to like kind of like fidget around. And it just starts to become like very bizarre, you know. And as they progress through the examination, the duo unravels more like discoveries like on her body itself. So they also realize that she's missing one of her molars. And then within like her body itself, like it looks like her lungs have been like charred, like she, like as if she was burned alive. But from her exterior, it doesn't like that couldn't have happened because she doesn't look as if she was burned alive. And then she also has like cuts and all these like weird scarring within her tissues. So it's just a, like very odd in between both of them. They're just trying to figure out well, what the fuck is going on. She even has like dirt that's called like peat. And that's only found within a certain area like up north where they're not at currently. But they're trying to just justify why, where did this person come from? Like there's no way that she was here. Like she's been here all along. Like she must have been transported over here and then got buried here because of the peat. And basically, Pete is just like soil. So as you're like digging deeper into this, like everything is just not making sense with the autopsy itself. They start to discover other things within her body. So like she has like this like thread within her like throat. So they pull that out. And then within her stomach lining or some part of her organs, wherever it's at, they find a flower that's actually utilized for paralyzing. It's like a paralyzing agent. Things are just like very suspicious towards this. And then even like they see within like her stomach, there is woven cloth that has like this ritualistic symbols around it. And there's also a like a molar within it, which is actually her molar that was pulled out and then it they're probably like justifying it like okay maybe they pulled up the molder they stuffed like they forced her to eat these flowers and then like stuff the the cloth within her throat as well so this girl's just gone through it you know like and they're just being very suspicious once like they realize like certain other things again like there's just so many paranormal activities going on they're starting to see like ghosts within mirrors and then it's just they're freaking out you know but they want to be on the side of like well this is not real and it's just like this is impossible like there's no way that this is something more than just a dead body and they're just trying to figure that out you know 
but they do end up figuring out that this woman did live like through different time periods. It's like evident from like ancient ritualistic symbols carved into her skin. Like they literally skin her and like her back is full of like this ritualistic symbols within like herself. And it's just crazy. So additionally to that, her body holds evidence of being tortured and killed repeatedly over centuries. And as the night progresses, the morgue becomes a haunting ground. Supernatural events escalate to the point where like even their cat ends up getting killed and they're just not knowing what the fuck to do and they think that they can hide from this but they really can't they're starting to see things envision things like things that aren't even there like they it's basically as if like you're seeing someone coming up to you and it's not even that person coming up to you it's someone else it's it's creepy and imagine like you're in in the corners and you are seeing a dead body walking towards you like no nah, bitch like your face is blown off how the fuck are you walking towards me there's no way that you're alive mind you like the kid could have left a long time ago he's not really a kid he's in his 20s more than likely and he could have left his dad just to do the autopsy and go with his girlfriend to go watch a movie but because he's just like i can't leave my dad here and i just I feel like I should be here with him, helping this, helping him out. So nonetheless, they basically, they figure out that there's like this force that's possessing Jane Doe's body and they do not know how to destroy it necessarily. They set her on fire. Nothing works. I mean, literally the coroner office goes up in flames and they had to like put it out. And then it doesn't even harm the Jane Doe at all. And she's just there. Like she's not doing anything, but like she's clearly doing something. And then they end up facing increasingly terrifying encounters, which include those corpses uh, starting to come out of the morgue itself. And they're being like reanimated, basically. So it like, you know how I said that it's as if someone else is walking towards you, but it's not really them. That does happen. And um, the dad and the son end up hallucinating. And the girlfriend actually ended up coming down there. Like, who knows when? And they think that it's one of the bodies coming towards them. So they hack the body to death and it ends up being the girlfriend. So she ends up dying, but that's because they thought it was something else. So they're like possessing. So this Jane Doe is causing all these hallucinations and basically all this unexplained phenomena that's happening all around the, the coroner office. So then Austin and Tommy are just like super desperate to try to survive. I mean, I would be the same way. And they had to figure out like what the fuck is going on around this Jane Doe. Like we need to realize what is happening. So when you kind of like watch it in the beginning and you kind of see like when the dad is going to start the autopsy itself, like as he's about to like press a scalpel against her body like that's when things start to happen and you kind of are figuring out like okay maybe there is something connected to this body and it does not want to get harmed for some odd reason and they really do realize at the very end that she's technically alive like they pull her brain out like well not for her full brain but like they pull a piece of her like brain tissue and they start to investigate it under the microscope. Like her brain is still active. Like there is still things going on there. And then they realize like she's not dead. Like she's still alive. Explaining that is just very odd. And I think I can like, I'm gonna, I wanna try to get into like this theory of like what potentially happened. Nonetheless, they start to like figure out like the rituals on the cloth itself. And then they start to bring out like the Bibles and things like that. And it ends up being that she was a witch or what they appear to think that she was a witch. 
And that's why they need to start confronting her as if like she is this really strong being and she will not stop until she gets what she wants. So the dad ends up saying like, please, like, I know you are still alive and I did not mean to like necessarily harm you. And if there is something that I can do to help you, like, please just leave my boy out of it. Like, he has nothing to do with this. I don't want nothing happening to him. So the dad basically kind of gives up himself to the witch necessarily. And she actually has, like, broken wrists and broken ankles. So that was something that they did figure out in the very beginning. So she ends up actually breaking his wrists and breaking his ankles and she's kind of like sucking the life out of him because there's a point where like his eyes start to turn really gray silver and then her eyes start to give that color back so she it starts to like become brown and she fixes her wrists and her and her ankles as well while the dad is basically dying and then the dad wants to like have the son basically end his suffering and he doesn't want to suffer anymore and the kid is like, I, I can't do that. Like, there's no fucking way. But he ends up doing it anyways. And then I don't know if that like kind of stops the process of what the Jane Doe was trying to do. But she ends up kind of making him hallucinate that the cops are outside and he needs to like go help open the door. But it ends up not being them. And she ends up actually killing him too. So he falls off these stairs and he breaks his neck. And then the cops end up coming in the next day and they figure out that, well, not they didn't figure it out, but they see like, oh, shit, something else happened down here. And like, what the hell is going on? And the sheriff like is asked about the Jane Doe and she the detective is basically asking him like, well, what do you want to do with her body? And he's like, I want her out of my county. Like, I do not want that body here. Like, I don't know what this is, but she needs to go somewhere else. And like this, it needs to be someone else's problem, but not our problem. So at the end, she's actually being transported and her eyes are still gray. Like there's nothing like, it doesn't look like she has any life within her, but I'm assuming that her wrists and her ankles were just completely fixed, but she does wiggle her toe a little bit. And who knows if she was ever able to do that before, but we can go into like little like theories of what I think is happening. But before that, like, I mean, I really think that everyone should watch the movie like just to watch it once. It's a really quick movie and it's a lot of fun. It is creepy and I love how it escalates very well. And if you're into like autopsies, I guess you would say, I think this is a, like a really great movie for you guys to watch. I personally wouldn't want to disturb this body like trying to figure out the cause of death for this one if it's gonna cause me my death <laughs> i'm i'm good you can miss me with that shit but overall like, i think it's like an eight out of ten movie but let me get into my theory so what i think is what's happening is that why she has so many like scrapes and like scarring within her organs and then burns within her lungs I really do think that they did do that to her in the very beginning. And then like maybe her body was probably like disgusting and like just decrepit and like it probably you would not know who this individual was because of how mangled she would have been. So that's what I'm thinking. And then throughout the years, like throughout all these centuries, like people probably were trying to figure out who this individual was 
like trying to figure out certain things. But if she's going to be killing individuals to regain some type of life again, maybe she was super burned where like she didn't have any hair and then like she killed certain people where she was able to regain her hair back or she was so burned that like she was able to like form her skin like because there's a point in the movie where like she's actually like closing up her body again and like it's as if like she's not been touched so that's what i'm thinking is what happening is like when she kills someone her body rejuvenates and that is probably like the best theory i can really think of so throughout those centuries i mean it kind of showed when she had her broken wrist and her broken her broken ankles that when she did that to the dad like she was able to fix that within herself and maybe if she was able to who knows and maybe she just needs a couple other people to kill and then she would be able to like be become more mobile again maybe she can probably start to speak who knows what the fuck would happen but i'm just really trying to like wonder like i was thinking well what really happened to this individual like if she was i'm assuming she is a witch because of all the things that she's doing but imagine just like still being alive necessarily but not really and living through like so many centuries of just laying there and just trying to figure out how the hell am I going to regain all this? You need to help. I I would not know what the fuck to do. I think at a time, like I would have to just try to do anything and everything. And if something starts to fix and then potentially, but like I feel like they were able to like take her apart. Like they took her heart out. They did everything and she was still technically alive. So just kind of like pondering on that. It's a little odd. But I think there's just like so many other things that could potentially happen. I think they should make another one like Autopsy of Jane Doe 2 and see where it goes because I think it would be pretty good. But again, I mean, I think it's also cool to like be left to ponder like what could potentially happen. And those are like, that's like the cool thing about horror movies where you can kind of make your own like sequel in your head and just think like, okay this is what i think would happen there was actually another theory that i was looking at basically which revolved around depression so austin's mom actually um committed suicide and what they were thinking was that because tommy and austin weren't able to really cope with that or like get through like that after the mom passed away then jane doe is kind of like a a morsel of like depression necessarily so people were like basically speculating that like what they see on the outside so basically someone that appears to be happy and normal but on the inside they're like scarred up and just like burnt and there's just nothing that no one else can really see so that's what people were like kind of theorizing that that could have been it and it was possibly all in austin's head but that theory didn't really make sense to me necessarily but i can definitely see in regards to like how people were saying where someone appears to be normal and happy on the outside but on the inside they're just like tormented and just full of scars so i can see that route i mean to me it is just a witch movie and it is basically a malevolent force that does not want to be reckoned with or you do not want to fuck with them as well so i would just say that kind of like the first theory where she starts to like kill people throughout the centuries and she's slowly rejuvenating herself until she becomes mobile once again. So I don't know. You guys can let me know what you guys think, but you guys need to watch it for yourself if you haven't. If you have watched it, please let me know what your thoughts were on the movie. What would you rate it? Because again, it's just like a really quick, like 
it's a really easy plot to follow. You don't have to really think about it like, oh shit, like do I really have to dive super into this and like really pay attention of like every single thing like going on in the background? No, it's basically just a witch just making you hallucinate and then you might end up killing your family member or your friend on accident because you thought it was a corpse that has their fucking face shot off by a shotgun. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fucking terrified too. I'd be scared. That's probably why another thing where I was like, maybe I shouldn't be within these morgues because I don't know what the fuck would happen because there's a lot of like horrors like movies now like that deal within like setting and i don't want to I'm, I'm not trying to fuck with that anymore so maybe just like a learning perspective but like maybe i'll see like sit in and be like okay this is interesting to like know and i guess that's what it is like it's just like i want to know like the problem solving around that the human body is just like miraculous like it does so many different things and I, I would just want to know like every little thing, but again, I'm not that smart. So maybe it was a good thing. I didn't fucking do that. So yeah, I mean, just let me know what you guys think about the autopsy of Jane Doe. And would you recommend this for, for someone? I personally do. And I know it is like lots of organs and blood and things like that. So someone that is very squeamish in regards to horror movies, then maybe you probably wouldn't want to watch this. But nonetheless, the story itself is really straightforward. It's easy to follow. And an 8 out of 10 for me. That's all I would say. But till next time, guys, I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your new year. 